Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome to your Yogi Scope for the new moon that's happening on the night of January 31st. So by my calculations, it's happening on February 1st at about 12.45 a.m., Eastern time. So depending on who you ask, it could, if they're in a different time zone, it could actually be happening um, on January 31st, late in the night. Either way, it's happening overnight of January 31st into February 1st. So depending on who you ask, it's the second new moon of January or the first new moon of February. I'm not that concerned. To me, I'm taking it as the new moon for February. Either way, it's happening overnight into the first day of February. So if you want to look at it special, like a a second chance at a new moon in January, you can totally take it that way. Or maybe based on where you are located, it is a second full moon or sorry, new, I keep saying second full moon. That would be a blue moon. It is not that. I don't think, um, there's a special name for a second new moon in a month. We will have one um, in a few months this year. The new moons will switch to being at the end of the month um, rather than at the beginning like they've been for several months now. But that's just that's just how the moon phases work. They, um, they're 28-day cycles and months are, you know, 30 to 31 days. So they don't go exactly on with the month but close enough. And so as you may know, or maybe not, um, new moons are generally times for setting intentions. So whether it falls at the beginning or the end of the month, uh, it's still a good time to kind of look and set intentions for the next lunar cycle, or at least for the time until the full moon, which is about, you know, two weeks is about 14 days. Um, it's actually exactly 14 days. Um, Two weeks from the new moon, the full moon happens, and then two weeks from the full moon, the new moon happens. And so on new moons, we set intentions because, um, I, I spend a decent amount of time talking about this usually, where the archetypes from astrology come from. And for the new moon, the reason it's a time to set intentions is because it's totally dark. So the moon is conjoined with the sun in the sky, which means from our point of view, the moment of the new moon, like when I tell you it's at approximately 12.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is the moment that the moon and the sun come to the exact same degree. That's how I come up with that time. I look at my little fancy astrology software and just scroll through. I click through the time until I find the exact moment that the moon and sun come to the same degree in the sky. And that is from our point of view. So they're not actually anywhere near each other. Um, 
But from our point of view, the moon and the sun are at the same spot in the sky from our point of view. And that's how everything in astrology works. It's, it's not where they physically are in space. It's where they appear to be from our point of view. And so what that means is the moon, when it is full or when we can see it from earth, it is reflecting the light of the sun, which means it has to be, um, like somewhere away from the sun. So like a full moon, the moon is on the opposite side of earth from where the sun is. So it's able to reflect back all of the sun's light. And at a new moon, it's in the exact same place as the sun, which means it's not able to reflect any of the sun's light. Cause from our point of view, it's kind of between us and the sun. So it can't reflect any of the sun's light, which means it's totally dark. And you know what else is totally dark? A seed that's been buried. So you can look at the new moon as like a time to plant a seed. And then you're going to spend the next, you know, lunar cycle, or at least until the full moon, nourishing that seed, nourishing it with more light, nourishing it with attention and intention. So that's what we do at new moons. And you know, obviously if you're here, you're, you have at least some interest in astrology, but, um, I don't know. I'm sometimes I say this on my other podcast because folks over there aren't necessarily interested in astrology. Um, that one's more just about yoga, but, uh, even if you weren't interested in astrology, it's a good time, you know, it's good to like revisit your goals and intentions and how you're showing up in relation to those about once a month or so. So here we are. Um, so this new moon is happening in Capricorn, in sidereal Capricorn, in the nakshatra of Shravana. So a nakshatra is a lunar mansion. It's They function just like signs do. Um, you know, signs are just constellations in the sky. And so we divide up the sky based on like where the constellation shows up. And that's what makes the, a planet being in a sign and then nakshatras are the exact same thing. They're usually actually, um, they're called stars often because it'll just be, you know, one to three ish stars out of a constellation. And so it's just like a sign only smaller. And so they give us a lot more specific insight. So the nakshatra of Shravana is completely within Capricorn. So to understand the archetypes of this new moon, we look at the archetypes of Capricorn and the nakshatra of Shravana to understand the energies at play and get some insight into perhaps what intentions might be really supported by the universe for us to set right now. And so um, we know that Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So it's a very, and it's an earth sign. So it's a very structure oriented, it's very grounded sign. Um, and as you also may know, if you've been following along for a little while, we have a ton of energy going on around Capricorn right now. It's where Mercury is retrograding. It's where the sun is, which would make sense. As I just explained that when a new moon happens, it's where the moon and sun are together in the same sign. Um, and so the moon will be there when there's a new moon. Pluto is there, um, which, you know, I, I spend a decent amount of time kind of talking about whether we include the outer planets or not. And Pluto is one of them, but, um, so it's Pluto stays in the sign for like 20 years. So Pluto has been there for since the end of 2020, I believe I may be misquoting that, but it's been there for a little bit and it will be there for 
20 more years or 19 now or 18 or whatever. Um, so take that with what you will, but that makes four planets. So Saturn is also there and Saturn rules Capricorn. So Saturn's pretty happy there. Saturn and the sun are not friends. Um, they are considered great enemies, which is interesting, I guess. Um, so in just talking about the archetypes of these, Saturn is restrictive. It's, um, you can think of the archetype for Saturn. You can think of like father time. Like sometimes you just have to pay your dues to father time and you have to like, um, just like put your head down and work. That's like the Saturn energy. And the sun is the soul and vitality and, um, shining out into the world is like external manifestations. And those things just aren't like, they're very different energies. So they don't super go well together. Um, the sun's not able to shine as bright when it's being affected by Saturn, but I think it's okay. I think sometimes, you know, we go through phases where there's, where it's just time to like put your head down and work. And that's kind of the energy right now with the sun and Saturn in Saturn ruled Capricorn. Um, and then, so the moon will be there and Venus retrograded through Capricorn, uh, almost a month ago. Now it is now retrograde in Sagittarius. And by the time of the new moon, Venus will have gone direct. It will still be in Sagittarius um, but it has to, so when it goes direct, it has to go all the way back through Sagittarius. So all that time it spent going backwards through Sagittarius, it has to retrace its steps through Sagittarius and then eventually through Capricorn again. So we've already had recently Venus move through Capricorn and then back into Sagittarius. And so that's kind of the deal with the retrograde. I've been, I've spent a lot of time talking about this, but it's because it's really important. It's a really large part of the energy right now. And it a little bit has to do with this new moon, not quite so much, but I just want to paint a full picture. I hope that's like what you can begin to start trusting me to do is that like, I'm not just going to give you the isolated information about the new moon. I'm going to tell you about all the other energies at play too. And that's the benefit you get from listening to an astrologer rather than trying to figure it out on your own. Um, and, and over time you start to learn this stuff and you, and you start to be able to keep track of it, but it sure helps to have a fancy software like I have. So you can just trust me to look at the software and tell you, um, I spend a lot of time plugged into this so that you don't have to, so that you can just kind of know what to expect. This is your weather forecast. It's your yogi scope, yoga practices for the astrological weather. Um, anyway, so that's all the Capricorn energy we have going on right now. It's a lot. And so the reason I bring the Venus part up, um, is because as you may know, I've spent a decent amount of time. I actually have an episode, a bonus episode live in the membership right now about the kind of karmas that we're working through, working out, um, in the first part of this year and next week, um, next week's episode of this podcast that you're listening to right now will be an outlook for February and just a little sneak peek of that. We are starting to see, um, some of the major karmic shifts of this year happening in February. Um, and I'll explain that more next week, but for now, what you need to know is that related to setting intentions, 
around this new moon, it would be helpful to keep in mind kind of all the energies I just mentioned. Um, and I know maybe it sounded like I was just naming planets. And so if that didn't like help for you, basically what I'm saying is all of these energies I've been talking about with the Mercury retrograde, the Sun in Capricorn, Venus retrograde, all of these things I've been talking about all month long about um, setting intentions around your habits and your structures and um, especially your habits and structures when it comes to how you communicate and how you relate to other people um, are really, really coming to a head right now. And if you haven't already, take this new moon as a time to either start or continue to fine tune and evaluate because that's the thing, right? We have new moons every month and basically it's just a like getting better at life and, and accomplishing things in life are just, it's always an iterative process. It's always a process of like, okay, I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to see how it works and this is my intention and this is how I'm going to go about it and these are the habits I'm going to do and then, you know, a couple weeks later we're like, a full moon comes and we're like, well, has that really been working? What can I release that maybe sounded like a good idea at one point or a habit that I fell into because it was necessary for whatever reason um, or just a way of being that I've noticed is no longer helpful. And then at the full moon, you release those things and you get a chance to look at it and let go of things that are not helpful um, and spend some time working with that because nothing just happens overnight, right? And so this this new moon happening in Capricorn now at the end of January, beginning of February is like a time to just continue to refine um, your habits and structures related, especially to A, wherever Capricorn falls in your chart, or B, um, how you relate to other people, how you communicate, how you show up in the world, how you, um, because the sun is there, that's like related very much to how you show up in the world. Um, Saturn being there is related to just your habits and structures in general. And so so is Capricorn. And um, then the Mercury and Venus retrogrades moving through there are related to, you know, how you indulge yourself, how you, um, do you treat yourself too much? Could you stand to treat yourself a little bit more? Uh, how do you relate to people? How do you show up in relationships? How do you communicate, not just with your intimate partners, but in general? And so, with all that said, I have the episode. So this I'm recording this on Tuesday and I'm planning to put it out as soon as I get done. Um, you might not be listening to it until later, but uh, which would make sense because the new moon is not happening until next, was that Monday night, Tuesday morning? Um, Monday night into Tuesday morning. So that's fine. I also, I kind of encourage you to like listen to it more than once, you know, listen to it now when it comes out and listen to it um, closer to the event if you need a refresher. Um, but so then tomorrow on Wednesday, I already have scheduled to go out on the Science of Light on my other podcast, an episode about yoga philosophy and some research back tips on how to actually do that, how to go about refining your communication structures for living in community without devolving into codependency or becoming too hyper individualistic that it's hard to 
be in community and fully show up and have deep, intimate connections is a hard thing to navigate. So I did a whole episode about it. I recorded it twice. It got kind of rambly and there was no way to not make it rambly. But the second time I recorded it, it was a little bit more coherent, I think, I hope. Um, So that's all right. If y'all are here, then hopefully you're used to my ramblings. I'm kind of goofy sometimes. So hopefully it's entertaining. Um, not rambling for nothing. Anyway, um, so then also while we're talking housekeeping stuff, this weekend on Sunday night at 8 p.m., it seems like that might be the time that we end up settling on for our new moon circles. The, the 8 p.m. ones tend to be some of the better attended ones. I tend to prefer doing them in the middle of the day, like when my kid's napping, so sometime in the 12 to 2 p.m. range. But I know a lot of people, like, I find myself, um, that time on the weekends is not always predictable. You might be at the grocery store or something or hiking or, like, whatever. You don't want to have something in the middle of the day, a Zoom meeting. Um, anyway, so we're still kind of working out what will be the best time, and we'll eventually settle on a time that's consistent that you can count on. You get more input on that if you are a member. Um, and also you get to attend the new moon circles as part of your membership. So for free, it's included in your membership. Um, and then also the sign by sign portion for this new moon, uh, forecast is going out for the membership at the same time I release this podcast episode. So that stuff you get as a member, but you can also just drop in. It's already up on my website. You can go to the link in the show notes where it says readings plus events. Um, That's how you can find it. It will be there. Whether you can either sign up for the membership or just drop in one time for a new moon circle. See if you like it. Because we are also going to go over um, the cycle tracking worksheet at the new moon circle. And members get a replay. Because just the way technology works, I can house the membership or the replay it's just too clunky to house the replay in more than one place. So I house it in the membership. And if you want the replay, which is only the replay of me lecturing, I don't uh, record anybody's shares because I want to preserve the community space and make it feel like a safe space that people can share stuff that they don't want necessarily um, on the internet forever. So I hope to see you there. We will do yoga practices and have time to share related to this Full moon, if you don't have time to, or sorry, new moon, if you don't have time to like do a new moon type of thing, just setting the time aside for the workshop is a really great way to make sure that you find the time to do that. So anyway, um, more into the energies of this new moon. So I've already kind of talked about that it's a time to set intentions around your habits, your structures, how you show up in the world, how you relate to people, especially how you communicate, all of that stuff. I hope that makes sense. Um, But then now we're going to get into the nakshatra, the lunar mansion, which gives us a little bit more insight into the energies. So then I can also tell you what are some favorable activities to do, what are some unfavorable activities. And then, of course, as always, some yoga practices and journal prompts. Um, So the Lunar Mansion is Shravana, as I've already mentioned. Shravana falls entirely in the sign of Capricorn. So some of them fall like kind of across two signs. They don't always line up perfectly with the signs, but many of them are completely within one sign. Um, 
and Shravana is that it's completely within Capricorn and it translates to hearing and the symbol for it is an ear. So we look into these things to kind of gain insight into what the archetype means, right? So um, the kind of big energy I see for this new moon is deep listening. And so that can be deep listening to yourself and to the whispers of your heart and soul or deep listening to the people around you or hopefully both um, just cultivating a deep listening practice in general when you're so related to all the Mercury and Venus retrograde stuff, um, deep listening in relationship. And so that's actually in, included in the tips I, uh, in the science of light episode that goes out this week. Um, it's a solo episode. I, I included four tips at the end and two of them were, and, and they're all research backed because that's what I do. Um, it's the science of light, right? Um, so the light part is the yoga, yoga philosophy and the science is the science. Um, and so two of the tips were how to cultivate better listening when it comes to relationships and connecting with people. And two of the tips were how to better, um, reach out for connection when you need it and how to more skillfully communicate your needs, etc., so that they don't fall on deaf ears, um, if you will, so that, so that you're understood in the best way, because to get our needs met, we have to communicate them effectively because if people don't know our needs, they can't meet them. And if we don't know other people's needs because we haven't been listening well, we also can't meet them. So basically the point of that episode was how to try to avoid communication breakdowns that you might be experiencing related to the Venus and Mercury retrograde on both ends, on the listening and communicating ends. You can find great tips for that over there. But so over here with the astrology part, we're going to focus on deep listening within, how to tune more deeply into the messages, the whisperings of your soul. Um, and then it could also be related to, um, so this nakshatra is related to listening and learning. So it might be learning about yourself, self-study. It might be learning more about your partner or the people that you communicate with. Or it might be just learning in general, learning spiritual lessons, learning about the world, learning about, you know, things you've always wanted to learn about, like hobbies or something. Um, because Mercury has this connection to the third house, which also represents like hobbies and communications and, um, you know, just little things you like doing, creative expressions, um, things like things like podcasting, in fact, blogging, stuff like that are totally indicated by this, which personal aside, I'm also, I'm kind of looking at restructuring how I do this podcast with an impending maternity leave. If you haven't heard already, I am planning to show up a lot on Wisdom, which is a social audio app. It's kind of like Clubhouse, but it's directed only at spiritual um, not necessarily just spiritual, but like things that could fall under the category of wisdom, like life wisdom, being better at life. That's it's directed only at that topic, which means it cuts down on a lot of noise that you might find in the other social audio apps. In my opinion, it's very focused on those and, and very curated. Um, so I'll be showing up there a lot. You can start to expect seeing more of me there because it's more of like a live talk 
a more like off the cuff thing, less structured than a podcast, which is what I'm going to need once I go into maternity leave. Um, in could be as soon as three weeks. It could be as many as eight because that's how pregnancy works. We don't know. Um, anyway, so, so structures related to communication and how you show up in the world, right? And listening and learning. So listening within, listening to those around you, um, creating a better listening practice so that you can learn more, whether that be about yourself or about the, what people are like genuinely trying to communicate to you without being marred by your own personal perceptions or learning more about the world. So Shravana Nakshatra, especially if you have this Nakshatra in like your moon or your rising, especially, but if maybe if you have other planets there as well, um, you can't, it's gives a great ability to obtain knowledge through listening. So we'll apply that to the next lunar cycle. Um, and it also, okay, so quickly, it also has a connection to media and the communication field, which like I was saying, Mercury is retrograde in the same sign and Mercury kind of represents the media communication has a connection to the third house. So all of this stuff is being indicated right now. So you want to um, set yourself up for success for the next lunar cycle by thinking about how you listen and learn. How is your listening? How much do you learn through listening? Could you become a better listener? Could you practice listening a little bit more deeply to all kind of all of the things I mentioned to yourself, to the whisperings of your heart, to those around you? Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff requires great presence a deep listening practice does um you can't really be distracted too much to listen well um and so when if you can kind of do so if you kind of cultivate that deep listening and learning and learn just as much as you can through listening um it gives great focus for obtaining goals and completing projects so if you set in the intentions you set for this lunar cycle, you will be really supported in having the focus to carry them out. So please be really intentional about this. Um, the energy is kind of supporting you right now. And that's actually the kind of stuff we work through in the new moon circles, um, is like kind of how to set really good intentions, kind of like smart goals. If you've ever heard of that, they're specific, measurable. I always forget the A what the A stands for, attainable, I don't know, um, realistic and have a time piece to them. Those are the most important parts is that they're measurable, specific, and within a certain amount of time. So I'm not super dogmatic about it, but that's the kind of stuff we do in the, um, new moon circles is I'll kind of help and support you in setting intentions that are, um, attainable and make sense. And they aren't just too lofty and don't have a clear path of how to get there. So that's what we work through there. Um, so favorable activities for this new moon, for this lunar cycle, definitely beginning new ventures because you will totally be supported in having the focus to complete those things. Um, traveling, especially learning through travel or learning related travel, um, seeking counseling, starting counseling, 
starting medical treatment, socializing, studying languages, um, and just learning in general, setting intentions related to learning or philosophy, meditating, religious activities, things like that, um, are all favorable activities to kind of think about with this new moon. Unfavorable things are things requiring aggression or taking risks or making promises, um, which also includes marriage. So, so that just, that doesn't mean don't get married in the whole next lunar cycle. It just means that like Sunday is not necessarily the best supported or sorry, Monday night and Tuesday is not necessarily the best supportive time to get married, which technically during Venus and Mercury retrograde is not anyway, but I will, I don't, I've said this before. I think I got married during Mercury retrograde. It's okay. We're still married. Um, so, um, long story. I'll share it sometime. You can ask me. Um, but it's fine. It's just, you don't want to do things impulsively. Basically don't go and get married impulsively. But if you already had a date set, it kind of like played out that way. It's fine. Um, is what I'm trying to say. So the yoga practices to cultivate a deep listening practice, um, and to kind of work with this energy restorative is like the number one, because basically what restorative is, is just being really still and quiet. And you have to listen to what comes up. The more still you get sometimes, I don't know, have y'all noticed this? The more, the longer you are still the kind of louder your mind gets for at least a period. And then eventually, if you can kind of sit through that part, then your mind settles. It's kind of like, I love the analogy of like settling sediment in the water. Like our brains are like snow globes and we go around all day, just shaking them up all day. And then if you sit still, you give that a time to settle. But when you, when you first stop shaking the snow globe or whatever, you know, jar with glitter in it, I don't know. Um, and sediment in the water, when it first stops moving, it's going to go crazy for a minute. That's when it like looks like it's going the craziest because instead of just going the way you were shaking it, now it's going all over the place. And, um, then if you can sit and wait and be patient, it starts to settle. And then an image, like I love this, why I love the snow globe metaphor, the whatever's in the snow globe or the message of your heart, it starts to become more clear. If you can quiet down enough, stop moving enough to let all that sediment settle. And so that's why a restorative practice is super good for that because restorative practice is pretty much characterized by like you, you make yourself super supportive so that it's a passive stretch because like in a yin class, you might be distracted the whole time by how intense it is. Yin is pretty intense. Restorative is gentle. And like I was saying, it's, um, intensity is kind of not indicated by this, um, new moon. It's, it's a more of a time to be, to be gentle and soft and listen, um, rather than be aggressive is, um, so if you can do a restorative practice, you can find one online, uh, or something it's characterized by just holding shapes for in the way, in a way that you feel super supported. Um, it requires a lot of props, so it might be kind of hard to do at home if you don't have a lot of props. Um, but a restorative practice is kind of the best one. 
Um, especially if you can find a restorative sound bath uh, and just spend some time listening to like the singing bowls or the gong or whatever. Um, I highly recommend for that. There are a lot of good sound baths on Insight Timer. I'm not partnered with them. I don't do that. Um, I don't fancy myself an influencer. I just genuinely use Insight Timer for my own. When I want to do a guided meditation, that's where I go. They have so much stuff. Um, so you can find a sound bath there and you could even just prop yourself up, make yourself so comfortable and snuggly and just listen for 10, 20, 30 minutes um, and just deep listen. So those two things I think are good. And then a five senses meditation is another good one because what that does. So that's actually, that's the guided meditation I lead the most common because it's indicated for a lot of things. It's indicated for facilitating better body awareness, which is important for healing from trauma. Um, and like I've said before, meditating is not something you sit down and do. Instead, meditation is something that happens to you when you sit down and be quiet for long enough. Um, so if you can do a five senses meditation, if you can, you could find one. I've like tacked one on at the end of some podcast episodes before. I might lead it in the new moon circle. That's probably actually genuinely what I'll do is our opening meditation. If you want to try one there or catch the recording in the membership, um, basically you just spend some time getting in touch with your breath. And then one by one, you go through each of your five senses, your sen physical sensations of touch internally and externally, um, the sounds around you, the smells and tastes, and then also what you can see even with you. So you can do it with your eyes open, but you can also do it with your eyes closed. It's really fascinating. You can actually sense light and dark and stuff. And then, so once you've gone through all of those, then you can kind of sense like, it feels like you're really in tune with the energies around you just through being hyper aware of your five senses. Um, and then a final practice, this is more of an astrological practice is cycle tracking with the moon. So whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, um, if you just track, uh, this is a more ongoing one, track how you feel with the moon energy. So wherever the moon is, and that's actually um, the cycle tracker that's going out for the membership, but you'll also get it if you come to the new moon circle, whether you drop in or become a member this weekend. Um, this cycle tracking resource, it will also have the next few months worth of where the moon's going to be. And I'll continue publishing that for people in the membership um, so that you can start to really practice noticing how you feel um, with the phases of the moon. Uh, so you could just do that with the phases. You can find that information free and open online. Just a Google search away, or you can do it with the signs, it gets even more specific when you do it with the nakshatras. And so we'll go all over all of that in the new moon circle. Um, you can also listen to the last couple interview episodes, especially the last one with Shelby Moon on the science of light. Fantastic resource for that, whether you have a menstrual cycle or don't, um, for whatever reason, because you're not, because you don't have a uterus or because you're pregnant or breastfeeding, or it's just a regular or whatever. Um, that Shelby does a really great job of explaining how to continue to do it. So then finally, your so I just want to wrap up and say that the reason of doing that is it is a good way to have an ongoing 
way to track your moods and um, how you're showing up. And if you want a deeper explanation of that, come to the New Moon Workshop on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, or catch the replay in the membership. Um, so finally, a journal prompt. This one was kind of hard to come up with because I feel like if you just journal on a regular basis anyway, that's kind of um, going to be your journal prompt. That's going to be your deep listening. Um, but I, I came up with a question to help you follow your curiosity. So this could help you follow your curiosity. Um, like to the whisperings of your heart or to what you want to learn about or whatever. Um, so the prompt is this, the questions I am living with are, and that's it. So you either write about one, like maybe one big or two or three, a couple big questions come up and you like, boom, I know. And you spend time free writing about those and, and just explaining them more. Or maybe you come up with a whole list of questions. And then that gives you insight into what you can chase down and follow your curiosity. And of course, we will have more in the New Moon Circle this weekend. I really hope to see you there. Check the link in the show notes to find it. You can also book a reading with me if you want more one-on-one -on -one personalized attention. I hope to see you there. And I hope this was helpful. Please connect with me on social media. You can find all those links in the show notes. I'm so grateful that you're here. Take care.